0: What's up you guys, Sean Ross at fightful.com here with a name, you know, because you've seen her on, uh, I don't know, impact NWA, WWE, AEW, ROA, a little bit of everywhere. We got lady (laughs) frost. How you doing?
1: Hello. I'm doing well. How
0: are you? I'm doing awesome. This is a long time coming. I, and quite frankly, I wanted to interview you before I had to go through a PR department to do it. So I, (laughs) I hit you up and I was like, Hey, let's please talk. Uh, you are the belle of the ball right now, it seems like, in in wrestling. Uh, I suppose. <laughs> you, you, I don't know. You've been all over the place lately. I mean, like, your profile has, has raised significantly.
1: Yeah, it's been a good time. The past couple months, six months, even year has been a whirlwind. It's definitely been a successful time for me. I'm finally having fun and enjoying what's happening, and I think – uh, it's a, it's an important time for women in general too. So
0: now my first question is, was that couch bought for the aesthetic?
1: <laughs> uh, no.
0: Happy it accident?
1: Was not. I think it just I've embodied so much of sure. the Lady Frost aesthetic that it's just like, I don't know. That's what happens.
0: You're a chameleon. <laughs> that that couch is actually like like you I'm just you blend it. yeah you just blend in with it. I, I wondered because I saw that in Denise's interview, and I was like, was that a concentrated effort? Did she like plan that out? Because it works really, really well.
1: Thank you. I have one upstairs as well that I usually use, but there's a whole bunch of laundry on it because we're so busy. But they have the dog portraits uh, hanging on the wall behind, or we have the dog portraits hanging on the wall. But you get Pittsburgh today, so.
0: So, of course, Lady Frost, such a such a fantastic persona to have. I'm sure you've mentioned this a million times, but for our readers that are, quite frankly, more important, how did you land on that? I remember the first time I saw you, obviously, was on Raw when you were Jamie Frost. Had you already decided by that point you were Lady Frost and they, they had you go by Jamie? Uh,
1: absolutely not. I was <laughs> Ellie Frederick. Uh, I was so, so upset when they named me Jamie Frost. I was like, what the heck? Because it took me so long to kind of figure out who I wanted to be. Um, and Ellie and Fredericks were very important for me. I'll give you the quick rundown. Ellie came from um, the elephant in the room, which came from my husband and I. That's a little story. I have an elephant tattoo that we call my little Ellie. Uh, <laughs> and Fredericks came from, that's my dad's name, who is, um, he's not my stepdad, but um I call him dad, and yeah. I never took his last name when he adopted me, and I always regretted that. I felt terrible, so I took his first name, and I thought, I'm going to make it my last name for my wrestling name, and then when I make it, I can say, hey, dad, look, I have your last name, um, so I was really, really upset when WWE is like, hey, you're Jamie Frost. I was like, no.
0: <laughs> had, had you but, ever been um, anything Frost before that? No, not at all. Oh, wow. I think it was
1: just that I have no idea where it came from
0: It's the creative genius of Vince McMahon he, he fixed you <laughs> like he, he set you up for success the rest of your life but I think that's a great like sentimental story about about your original name so I like I'm sure that, that he's well aware like that was the plan and all that and I, I'm sure that based on the trajectory of your career everything ended up going all right because I mean you you have made the most of that at what point did you decide to keep Frost?
1: That night, when I saw that I was trending on Twitter,
0: I—I
1: <laughs> I had just started Twitter. I had no idea what I was doing, and if anyone knows, I wasn't even a wrestler yet. I was simply a manager to my husband. Um, I had not even run any spots; like, I barely knew how to lock up. <laughs> like, um, so things just snowballed from there, you can say. But we were doing like the lady and the gentleman gimmick already. We had already had that kind of as our foundation, and he always called me Lady, so I was like, well, I don't know, let's just make it Lady Frost, and I can pick a first name later, and that never happened, and then I almost was thinking, like, well, no one's gonna know who I am, so I'll just change my name later, Yeah. but then it just, it was an easy persona to kind of lean into, right, and it was, like, super gimmicky, because I wasn't a good wrestler, so it was like, let me throw snowballs, <laughs> like, um, that's just, kind of how it started and then I kind of um fell into making it my own and who it meant to me so it's it's different now but I do enjoy it
0: I got an interesting reader question someone asked if bookings pick up for you in the winter as a result of your name (laughs) do they
2: fantastic
1: um I don't know yet because year one no one knew me really that's a year two we're in a pandemic so like no one was getting booked and then I think by this last year, I I don't know. What were we doing in December? I think the world was it's shut still, down last year.
0: still pretty rough. It still wasn't in yeah. full swing. That is a good a good question, though. I, I want to go back to the Raw appearance because I'm fascinated how this happens. Now, I remember you, you got mic time. You went in there. You did your spot in the ring, got a little offense on Asuka. And I remember before <laughs> that, they had you say, this is like your first professional match. Was it or had you done a couple before that?
1: No, like I just said, I wasn't even a trained wrestler. Like, I was not a wrestler. I was a manager. I hadn't done anything in the ring before. I had never cut a promo. Nothing. So they give me this sheet of paper for the promo. And he's like, it's not going to be live. If you need a few takes, it's fine. Uh, I'll be back in a little bit. He comes back in, like, a minute or two. And he's like, hey, so I wanted to go over a few things. He's like, did you look at that promo? I said, well, yeah, I I have not Memorized. He's like, What already? And I said, Yeah. He said, Let me hear it. So I gave him the take and he was like
0: Who is who is he? Just for clarity.
1: I'm not sure he was a runner. Oh yeah. Okay. No, no, just like a runner. Okay. And he was like, Okay, I'll be right back. I think he was just like, What the hell just happened? So I'm not sure if it was set to be scheduled live or not, but after they heard me do it a few times um you know I certainly didn't know that it was going to be live I was still under the impression that I was going to be like in the the stands they said but yeah so uh it was a one take promo live and I think that's what really set Twitter on fire and then the fact that it was my very first match ever literally so
0: and and you got offense in on Oscar now granted threw kicked your head knocked you out big deal <laughs> What what kind of interaction, <laughs> if at all, did you have with Asuka? I mean, I know there's a bit of a language barrier. She does speak some English, though. Uh, how was that?
1: She was fantastic. She was so sweet. Obviously, we didn't do too much talking. We went through the agent, Sarah, who was just like, what kick do you want to throw? And Asuka kind of like played around with a few. And I was like, whatever, where it comes I'll you know, I'll be there. Obviously. <laughs> um, but she was super sweet. I really, really enjoyed being around her for the the small amount of time that I got to. So,
0: And what kind of feedback did you get from, whether it be producers or, or anyone else, about your appearance there?
1: I felt like it went really well, which is crazy. I got great feedback. Um, I was almost under the impression that they were so pleased. And then it led to more extra work and a tryout. So... To say I'm, uh, I think things worked out the way that they're supposed to, but um, yeah, I think I was kind of led to believe that like that was the place that I was going to end up.
0: And how did that tryout go? Tell me, tell me about that because you never know how, like what kind of setup those are. I, I've seen like open tryouts where people do them out, out in front of everybody. I've seen, heard of private tryouts where it's one person. I've heard the ones where they bring them in a group. Uh, explain to me your tryout process.
1: I was in a group, I believe of just under 40 and I was like number 32 or something. I don't know how I remember that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I hit in the head and I can't remember anything like what I ate last night. Um, So there were a lot of us and I don't know if people would know because Lady Frost is quite the opposite, but I wasn't, I wasn't confident at all. Like I, I didn't like anything that I did. I was never, one to be like I killed that ever um but I really feel like I did well because it was just basic roles and working out and those are things that I can do like you want me to push a sled agility on the ladder like hell yeah I can crush that stuff so um as far as that went I feel like it went very well I had two promos um, because I was so green I I think I had like two matches at that point they didn't give me a tryout match they gave me a promo to do with um, a big body guy who could not speak. So he just stood there and I was like the Leo rush of the time. I feel like just gassing him up. Um, So I had two very different promos. One was personal. One was um, a shoot promo that I went with because I feel like if they had scouted me at all, they saw Lady Frost and there was a cadence there and it's cold calculated. So I gave them a real one. Um, Did the one with uh, Nick was his name and I felt like it went well. I really, I really do, but I think at the end of the day, I don't know what happened. Uh, Someone told me that I was too old when I worked uh, the next set of like extra work. I did another loop after that, after they told me no. So I was like, this is weird. They're calling me back again. Um, And it was Scott Armstrong was like, sorry. He's like, not to be disrespectful. You look great. Like just as good as like the young ones, but we're not hiring people of your age. And I was like, all right, see you later.
0: That's pretty wild. I'm not going to ask your age because it's nobody's business, but she, she's 65. She's 65. (laughs) You look wonderful for 65. Uh, I had
1: great work done, didn't I?
0: (laughs) Little, little people know that that Victor is like 70. Like it just, the, the regimen, the regimen that you all keep up. So, I mean, when you're told that, that, that cannot feel good. That can't feel good to anybody for any reason, even though quite frankly, it is an absolute bullshit reason all due respect, I mean, for example, look at Damian Priest. Damian Priest is in his late 30s. He's killing it. He's doing a great job. Uh, you're you're not in your late 30s, and uh, you're killing it, and you're doing a great job. But, I mean, how does that feel for you when you're told something like that, when, quite frankly, you know that's not an issue?
1: And that's the thing. Um I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm doing things that 20 year olds would be doing anyway. And not that that matters, but I think it's, it's disheartening because it's something that I can't change. I can't work on. I can't get better. It's not, Hey, practice in the mirror for your promo or Hey, go take Lucha classes. Go take this. I, I, I literally have no control over that. So. um, Hear hear
0: me out. Falsify your documents. (laughs) (laughs) Just commit fraud is all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I need
1: a new social security card. Yes. <laughs> Let's start over. I'm going to be someone else. Who can I be? Like uh, Lady Sunshine or something. You can, you, can
0: use your, you can use your original name now. Yes. There you go. You think
1: they remember I'm Ellie Fredericks?
0: There you, see? We, we got ahead of this. Nobody's going to watch this. I'll clip this part of the interview out. You're going right. to pop up as <laughs> 21-year-old Ellie Fredericks. <laughs>
1: I mean, I think I might have some distinguishing features, but maybe, that might, eh, maybe.
0: <laughs> so that was far from the only place that that you popped up at, and I remember that that tryout I think um uh I think uh, Ashanti the Adonis was there, and like e j and duca, I think Tasha <laughs> Steeles like it was a yes. very loaded Carissa Rivera and Cal bloom, if I remember
1: Jake Atlas,
0: oh my God, yeah, yeah they,
1: they were they all made it, they all went there. <laughs> Everyone. There's literally, like, a dozen people from that tryout. And I was like, hey, guys. All right.
0: Hey, cool. <laughs> so having someone like Victor Benjamin help, I would assume, prepare you for tryouts and stuff like that, how helpful has that been? Because uh obviously you all have killed it doing the tag team work, but that had to be helpful getting your foot in the door as well.
1: He's been... Incredible. He's like a freak athlete. Uh, he's also not in his 20s, but he is insanely gifted. Um, he was a mixed martial artist, so he's very disciplined. And working out wise, I think he's very much like, no, you're not going to eat this. Yes, you're going to do this workout. And like, for a few weeks, they're like, oh, I hate your guts. But then I'm like, thank you, thank you. I love you, thank you. <laughs> um, but he's always been awesome. Like, thank God. I don't know how our marriage would survive otherwise. Um, and he's been incredible with, you know, I did get opportunities a little sooner. And thankfully, he's just getting his time now. And I think people are really recognizing, hey, he can also go. He's yeah. also um, very gifted. So it's been awesome to work as a team, but it's, it was hard at first to kind of get separated and then try to work single stuff or get an opportunity. And you feel like, crap, I just want my person here with me. Like, hey, guys, he's really sure. good, too. But. And,
0: I mean, looks like a million bucks, looks like such a star. And I mean, you all have teamed together uh, as pretty proper on the independent circuit. So, I mean, before I, I really jump head first into the impact stuff, when you look at that, and I and I have heard that they have some interest in you, but you look around, there's Deanna and, and the former Aiden English there. There's Chelsea Green and Matt Cardona. There's a lot of like mixed tag teams there. Tenille and Caleb with a K are there is that something that you look at and you're like, that could be a possibility and that would be really cool.
1: Absolutely. I think that um, is high priority. That's always been number one on the list. Like, Hey, if we could do this together, that's the ultimate goal for us. Some people are like, I don't want to be with my significant other. I'm like, Nope, let's go. I think we're better together. It's fun for us. Um, We've been together almost six years. And if we haven't killed each other yet in this process, (laughs) I think making it would be, you know, the cherry on top.
0: And, I mean, they've established a tournament for that too, the homecoming tournament, which I, I really love as well. So, I mean, they, they've got that. I'm sure knowing them that will be a regular thing moving forward. But uh, I had mentioned that you have popped up like a little bit of everywhere. You had done some stuff uh, with Ring of Honor, uh, and, and we'll go through each of the places that you would kind of popped up at but I know that you did uh, a match with Jenny Rose and I know of course there's the MCW and the, the future of honor stuff as well. That's there. Mm-hmm. How was that? Cause I, I remember that happening right before, I don't want to say right before the pandemic. It was like early 2019 through the, like the end of the year. Were there any talks of you popping up there? Do you feel like you were ready? How did that go?
1: So uh, I had the match with Jenny Rose here in Pittsburgh And they invited myself and my husband down to the Ring of Honor Dojo in Maryland. Mm -hmm. So we quit our jobs. I just started a fit company. Um, My husband was vested in his pension 10 years at his uh, county job. And we sold our house. And we moved to Maryland to go to the Ring of Honor Dojo. (laughs) And um, uh, my husband just went through neck surgery also. Uh, He had a broken neck. So we were still kind of, you know, recovering from that. It was, sure. it was a wild, uh, wild time, but yeah, we spent about six to eight months at the ring of honor dojo and he was still recovering, but he, um, he was pretty much good to go after like the first month we were there. Um, I think I had maybe two dark matches in the six or eight months I was there. Um, I probably definitely wasn't ready. You know what I mean? But that's why you're at a dojo is to get prepped. Um, but yeah, I don't think it was a good fit really. And we got a call from Chikara who was under some umbrella contract with WWE. Mm -hmm. So, uh, he asked us to move to Philadelphia and we're like, Hey, maybe we do this character change and we have this deal with WWE and that's back on the table. And we were already driving two and a half hours each way to go see Mike Quackenbush as a trainer because he was insanely gifted um his wealth of knowledge is insane and I know that's like a sketchy topic right now like I hope I don't get canceled but I'm allowed to say he's the best trainer ever um so yeah we moved to Philly and then we're like um two completely different characters and I don't think a lot of people know that and then the world shut down while we're in Philly
0: so how did that affect things for you? Because obviously as a, as a blossoming independent wrestler, the independence, even being open is a very important thing. Now I know Chikara was kind of quit. I think they had done some stuff pretty early. They did like action arcade and stuff, but yep. really like until July or August, there was not much of anything after that first week of uh, that first week of the pandemic like it it shut down heavily how how were things for you how did you handle that
1: so the crazy thing is um i feel like we got a really good end of the deal because for us we had something to sink our teeth into with the new characters and at the time chapar was the only one doing um filming with no audience they were the only ones like they started that so we were still getting to wrestle um we were still having practices very 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 small groups or it would just be like my husband and I so we were still getting ring time which was incredible and I felt like we grew so much in that time because we had like personal coaching almost like private coaching and ring time and we were trying to just develop new characters and I think that pushes you right like you have to understand what your body naturally does how you're going to change it like all those things but um It was very difficult in the way of not making any money and not having any friends or family or anyone around us. We were just, like, alone on an island.
0: I just realized this, and I don't even know if you'll remember this. You and your husband were booked for my show, WrestleMania Week
1: Yes! No, I do remember that. I don't. I didn't know it was, like, oh. your show because oh, it was it the wasn't, prime
0: time. It wasn't my okay. show. My okay. face was on the poster, but I had some issues with that thing. But they would tell me who was getting booked. I, I would send some recommendations. Almost nobody would get picked up. But then they would send me these matches, and I was like, shit, th- these are really good matches. Like, pretty propers on the show. Faye Jackson was supposed to face Tasha Steeles. There was, like, Makabe mm-hmm. and Eric Royal, Gresham and Yehi. But they, yep. were, they were putting my face on the poster, and it was at a brewery. and served
1: tall. Sean yes. Ross served tall.
0: So the joke is there's, there was this jerk online that would always brag about how tall he was. So I would say I was an inch taller than him as a joke. And the joke had run its course like four months before. So I told these yep. people, don't really want to call it that. Don't really want to call it that. <laughs> and I was supposed to do like a worked brawl for all match there. And I used to, I used to wrestle – it was going to be such a trash fire. The pandemic was the best thing that could have happened to me. It was going to be so bad. It was going to be the guy that ran the company who did not wrestle, did not know how. So I was calling up Barry Horowitz. Like, listen, can you come work me? Cause anything, but what we're planning. But like, I just, I just got those, those flashbacks of like, oh my God, that card and pretty proper was on it. Yep. I'm sure WrestleMania week was probably going to be a very exciting time for you absolutely not to be on the same card as me, but because (laughs) I'm sure like at that point in Florida, I think it was, was it in Florida? Yeah, it was in Tampa. So, I mean, there's a lot of Indies that run there anyway.
1: We definitely felt like that was the time for us. We were booked on a lot of shows. Um, we were scheduled to face Laney and GPA. Um, I think Brian Pillman was either tagging with my husband or they were having some sort of match or there was a tag with him and Miranda Gordy, maybe. I think that was the one. Um, I don't know. We had like high profile matches for the indies and then all of the momentum just got sucked right from under us. Oh, so man. we definitely, we had a whole year to start over and it was a terrible year.
0: All due respect. <laughs> for I'm, glad, I'm glad that one was a booking that none of us made. That was going to be horrible i will tell the full (laughs) story one day and it is as ridiculous as it sounds yeah so i always solicit reader questions so i said hey guys uh what do you want me to ask lady frost and i got some interesting ones this one is from a hurricane shane helms who asks if captain america winter soldier is your favorite marvel movie get it winter soldier does that ever he's
1: not getting any time get out of here
0: and we then, need actual fans
1: here in the chat.
0: <laughs> okay, well, here's one from a big swole who says, oh! is her daddy, Mr. Freeze, still in jail tormenting poison ivy? <laughs> I broke him out. <laughs> Duh. Okay, so does it ever get old? And you know what I mean? The, like, you if you post anything, you could post anything. Somebody's going to make a pun, which I do realize that's part of the gig. That's a part of the act does it ever get old
1: um it doesn't it doesn't i think it's it's entertaining right like it's fun it has it's it has its charm it's so cheesy but it's great <laughs> you know like it's snow punny like i don't there's they're just endless so i'm entertained it's not old yet
0: like i i mean i love our viewers i love our readers but now if i put like hey guys i have questions for lady frost i have to put Serious inquiries only, please. Because otherwise, it's just flooded with sarcastic stuff, which I love what? generally. I love sarcasm, but I'm like, oh, my God. you're I'm not the, the one that's
1: dropping the sarcastic comments in your head. I'm like, I'm just going to be a jerk.
0: <laughs> like, I interviewed Britt Baker a few years ago, and I even titled one of my article, Britt Baker has heard all of your Isaac Yankham DDS jokes. You don't need to make them anymore. Like... There's, there's, how often do you even hear original ice freeze, cold, cool, chilly jokes anymore?
1: Um, original ones, probably never, Yeah. but a couple of them. Here's the thing. I got my frosted mini feet shirt from a comment six months ago. It's amazing. I was like, where did you even come up with this? It was brilliant.
0: I showed my wife that and like, we, we had a chuckle over that. I do like (laughs) that. Like you can name your moves, like. You can name your entire move right. set after that. and like I
1: know. And sometimes I'm like, ah, I can't name every move. I think it's ridiculous. Like, listen, that's just like a neck breaker. That's just a lariat. Like, I hate when people, I get it. It's, you know, it's trendy. Yeah. But I'm like, every single move has some sort of, like, the flipping neck breaker. I was calling the ice breaker. Yeah. But I don't even tell people anymore. I'm like, if people remember from a few years ago, cool. They could call it those things. But...
0: So I mean obviously guys go check out com and uh check out Lady Frost stuff. So I mean obviously there's a lot of things which I I don't know if you've dove into head first but there are lots of plays off of like Sub-Zero and Mr. Freeze and Frozen and all that. Like you know the 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 parody shirts almost are like big business. Like is that something mm. that that you plan on getting into or anything like that? To me, it's easy money, but I do understand how some people prefer originality.
1: I do prefer originality. I don't want to be put in a box with any one character because people always ask, did you model your character off of this or this? And, like, I've never seen Frozen in my life. I don't have kids. I've just never seen it. Yeah. Like, I get the song. I used to sing Let It Go. Like, I don't know, because I couldn't wrestle, so I, I needed spots, right? Yeah. Like Everyone knows Frozen, so I leaned into it. But as far as shirts and merchandise, um I have like an icy shirt that looks like the original icy um yes. logo couple of things, but no, I don't feel like I'm turning myself into a different character. I want to be my own character.
0: Yeah, I definitely get that, like even when people submit ideas to us and it's like always like something like f w o and I'm like, i don't want to do that i want to do yeah. I want to do our own stuff like so I, I definitely get that. Well, you, you've been doing your own thing. You popped up in AEW last year. You did a couple spots on Dark. You faced, uh, I think you faced Diamante and Evil East, then you faced Red Velvet. Uh, please tell me how those went and, and uh, how they came about. Uh,
1: so here's my time to shout out Kevin Matthews, who runs WrestlePro, yeah. WrestlePro Alaska. RIP your DM. Sorry, Kev. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> but he has been a very big. Um, I don't want to say cheerleader but he's he definitely he put in a call to QT at the time who was booking all the talent and I went in with a group of the cap guys and that was it I think it was much more competitive back then if I'm allowed to say that We, we had a little more time um I had an entrance all those things so it was freaking fantastic there were no audiences still so that was rough but um late nights I was wrestling I remember when I wrestled Red Velvet we were the very very last match and it was at like 2 45 in the morning oh my so like gosh. that's what people don't understand like you're sitting in hair and makeup for like 20 hours or something like you have all day to be like oh my god this is my chance this is my chance this is my chance and it's like 2 30 in the morning and you're like psyching yourself up like get it together <laughs> but um yeah it was it was a good experience
0: Man. Uh, So did you get like any feedback after that? Would they talk about bringing you back or anything? Or, or did you, did you get like a no, a yes, anything like that? Or did you hit them up?
1: Uh, I didn't get a yes or no. I followed up with QT and I didn't hear anything and I'm not one to, to beg or be persistent. I think I'm just like, well, you know where to find me. If you like what I'm doing, I'm like working hard. If I make a name for myself, um, it is what it is. So yeah, that was the end of that. There was no hard yes or no. It was just like.
0: <laughs> and you, you've popped up like all over the place. Like I, I love the ladies night out shows and you were on that. Like I, I think title match wrestling does a lot of really great stuff for, for women's wrestling. Of course, Wrestle Pro, GCW. I had mentioned Chikara before this. Like you're working a lot of prominent indies like beyond like so to to have interest from all these different prominent indies that, that really highlight a, a varying degree like one week you might be wrestling the Sea Stars, like one week you're wrestling Thunder Rosa. The next week you're you're wrestling like any any number of people. How has that been for you? Because you you jumped into this a few years ago, it seems, and now you're you're wrestling. It feels like every week somewhere else in the country.
1: We're definitely busy. I'm very thankful to be booked as much. I'm tired, but it's been incredible. Um, and right now, it's so. Um, rewarding because I'm wrestling really great women and that's the only way to get better right I just keep wrestling women that are better than me or have more experience than I do and that's the only way to grow I feel like um like yes there's a time to give back but I don't think I'm in a position really where I'm going to be the vet helping someone else like yes you can always help someone but right now I'm in this like golden spot where I'm getting to wrestle incredible talent and it's only making me better and want to work harder and level up and I think you know, that's, that's the key to getting to the next level is anytime you face someone better than you, you have to level up to the challenge.
0: And, uh, as mentioned, I mean, you've been working like Tennessee, Georgia, Jersey, Missouri, like all over the place. Are you all based out of Pittsburgh again or or Pennsylvania?
1: Yep. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania.
0: Oh, that sucks. That's that's Hey, I'm not a Steelers fan. I'm a Bengals fan whatever man
1: the one the one year
0: you guys want to have a better season than us it's We're a good year it's a good year <laughs>
1: enjoy your one year i'll
0: take it you know what i'll take my victories where i can i i absolutely will one thing i am very jealous of is like the synchronization of all the sports teams and like you all have one set black and gold like across That's the it. board
1: and i'm i'm wearing it i'm yeah. literally in black and gold and
0: those are my <laughs> high school colors too so like i had them and it's like All the sports teams I hated had the colors of my high school because I grew up Reds, Bengals, Kentucky Wildcats, like anything but Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm very jealous of the synchronization there because we're all over the map out here. And (laughs) you know what? You've been all over the map, as I mentioned earlier. NWA, you came in. You did some spots with them. I heard from people at NWA that you were offered a deal there. Is that anything you can speak on, and how was your experience there?
1: I don't know if it's a secret. um there I was you. offered yeah, I was offered a deal there. Uh, I very, very much enjoyed nWA honestly uh, the locker room was great. It was the first time I felt like I was on a bigger stage doing something um a, a step above the indies um, and i really I really enjoyed it, honestly, it just you know. I think I'm I'm playing the waiting game a little bit <laughs> and some other things were in the works. But okay. um yeah. They've been good to me. They have let been.
0: me tell you, Teddy Hart is just waiting with his phone in hand to get your social security number for when you sign with somebody, <laughs> Lady Frost. Like that's happening. I my he's, pajama
1: pants he's, in that shop. That's so great.
0: He's got his he's got his cat in one arm, his phone in the <laughs> other. He's ready to, to take that info down. <laughs> oh, right? Ready to go. You're about to make that money from somebody, and he's about to pick it up. Make sure you leave your WhatsApp notifications on, everybody. Uh, so you did the NWA stuff, and then, like, right after, you're popping up on Impact. And what I loved most is, like, the social media reaction to you popping up on Impact has been, like, just phenomenal. Like, you're showing up there, and you're wrestling the the top woman in the company Deanna Perazzo straight out of the gate, and even though it's a couple minutes, straight out of the gate, next thing you know, you are getting like 10, 11, 12-minute matches. That has to feel like they have a lot of confidence in you based on that. And quite frankly, if Deanna Perrazzo would have went to the back and said, this girl sucks, you're probably not coming back. (laughs) Because... Something That's a that, good point. That's a good point. That has to speak highly of the confidence that they have in you. How have you felt about about working these these impact dates and having your role increased each time?
1: I absolutely also love impact. It was incredible from the first day I walked in. Um, the fans, I think, are the best part. They really, really have like pulled for me. I've, like since the first time they saw me, they went crazy, which is incredible. I think it feels so good to be appreciated for who you are, right? There was no gimmick change. Um, There were talks about roles for for the undead brides and stuff. And, you know, I'm willing to do anything to be somewhere where I want to be if I'm going to be appreciated and, you know, everything makes sense. But coming in as Lady Frost, being Lady Frost, and the fans taking to that is really, really special. I think that's important. We do this for the right audience, right? Like, I think I fit into... I'm not, there are some shoes that I probably don't belong on, right? With a proper gimmick. I I can't be on certain shows, (laughs) but um, the fact that they enjoyed me and Impact kept bringing me back was incredible. Um, The pay-per-view really, I think was the big determining factor because I did have a lot of time in a singles match. And I just want to say, I absolutely adore Rachel Ellering. She is incredible. Uh, I feel like we had a great match. Um, but this little turd put me on the spot right in front of Scott. <laughs> We're sitting there uh watching, you know, the the monitors and Scott sits down and Rachel's like, Hey Scott, hey uh when am I gonna get a rematch against Lady Frost? You gonna sign her? You gonna sign Lady Frost Ooh. so we can have a rematch? And how, I was like
0: oh, How did he react? Like what how did he I react like, to be put on the so- spot?
1: like I sunk into my chair just like that I was like no she didn't like I was like Scott I did not ask her to say that like I swear to you I I did not set that up um but it was awesome that she was kind of willing to go to bat and you know say good things so that was a cool moment
0: and you had already told me that you're working on some things and quite frankly I had heard they had offered you a deal too I won't ask you what you're gonna do because that's your business right now but It's got to feel good to have multiple suitors and have people. It has to be good to know that you're wanted, especially after, quite frankly, the bullshit you were fed prior about age and all that.
1: Absolutely. I think um, it was really disheartening in the beginning. And I told you, like, we had such a bad time. I almost, I was ready to be done. I was ready to just be home in Pittsburgh with our friends and family and our new dogs and our house and do like normal married life and I was like is this what people do they just come home and like watch Netflix and cook each other dinner and I was like and maybe we can do normal life um but yeah things obviously went in a different direction thank goodness and it does feel good to have people now interested when I thought kind of hope was lost
0: sure so I'm assuming you have some sort of gymnastics or cheerleading background would I be right
1: yeah. 10 years of competitive gymnastics
0: cuz that that sky twister. Holy crap. Like <laughs> and um I remember the first time I ever saw it was uh 1995 on Raw um and uh, like I see it now and I'm like my gosh it it lands perfectly like it, it looks you can tell it looks like it hurts somebody but it doesn't like you have such great control of your body How, what things came easier to you training pro wrestling than maybe they did other people or maybe just came naturally to you in general that you looked at and you were like, yeah, that really helped. So
1: the first time I started training with rolls, I was like, Oh yeah, I can roll all day. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think even the back bumps, if you've ever been on a trampoline doing those um, I, I have a great body awareness because I know where I'm at upside down. I did that my whole life. I walk on my hands all the time. I still can do like full tumbling passes at my old age of 65. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and the other thing I would say, um, the floor is a square and the wrestling ring is a square and your passes go diagonally or straight down the middle. So it's the same um, ring awareness that you have. Like you can't be too close to the corner. You can't be in this weird jumbly spot. Same goes for gymnastics. So I think that sense of awareness um, came naturally and body control is freaking huge if you can't control your own body you can't control someone else's. you can't safely pick up and put down another human if you can't safely control
0: your own body so footwork. um that work was- helps so much
1: yes footwork too
0: so obviously victor uh, had trained mma for a while had you trained that had you been involved in that before because i mean quite frankly when, when i started to do my training going through back bumps and and the roles in that helped me a lot too. I'm sure that helped him. I mean, when you're an athlete and stuff like that, a lot of that comes natural. And anybody that looks at him can tell he's a freaking athlete. Anybody that looks at you can tell you're an athlete, but like has MMA training helped or, or maybe one way or the other has wrestling helped your MMA training or vice versa? Uh,
1: absolutely. I think both of our bodies were hardened, right? You're hardened to so much impact, which is a good and a bad thing. Um, but for him, he started out, he transitioned right into like an MMA gimmick when he started. And for whatever reason, it didn't read. It didn't get over. Um, he thought he needed more character stuff. I was just walking out as like, you know, a ring girl of sorts. And then it dawned on me when we cut our first promo that I was like, no, we need characters. I can't just be like hyping you up like fight, punch someone in the face. <laughs> like That's not going to work. Yeah. Um, so he got out of that. And he was doing, like, more of the power move stuff. But now he's gotten back into just being him, what his body naturally does. And those are takedowns and fancy pins and chokes and transitions. Like, I, my body doesn't naturally do that, right? Like, I look at a limb and I'm like, how am I going to twist that up, yeah. you know? like But he just instinctively knows how to get someone in a pretzel, like, in a second. So that definitely helped him. I started training MMA a little bit now. Um, with, I had a few injuries, so it's difficult, um, to be consistent in any form of combat training. Um, but definitely hitting the heavy bag and doing kickboxing classes, stuff like that has helped me tremendously.
0: Oh, your kicks are so smooth. When I, when I see some people throw kicks, the first thing I look at, do they pivot? Do they use their hips? Do they turn into Mm -hmm. it? Any of those things? Because when you see leg breaks in MMA, usually it's because somebody doesn't turn their hips into it. They don't pivot or anything like that. Right. Um, it translates to pro wrestling so well when people know how to kick. It seems like that came really naturally to you because it seems like second nature. Like I would think that you've been training kickboxing, like most of your life. Was that something that you took really well to as well?
1: Yes. So I did a little bit of dance as well. And I think form is everything in gymnastics and dance you're either coordinated or you're not yeah. you don't work on being coordinated for a long time <laughs> but that came natural to me if someone gives me a technique I think I'm like oh okay I can do that and it, maybe it takes one or two times but I was very fortunate in life to kind of pick things up quickly um and that was the same with wrestling it was just like as soon as things were given to me I could comprehend and I think managing help because you're, you're ringside and you I always tell people it was my favorite place to be because I was right in between the action of the ring and the emotion of the fans. So you're sandwiched in all of this emotion. And that's what I loved. And in the beginning, I didn't know if my husband was hurt or not. I was like, Oh my God, I look terrible. Like I was shoot. Like I just didn't know. I I had no idea. I was like, are you okay? Are you okay? Like (laughs) ringside freaking out. Um, So the art isn't lost on me of, you know this is seriously damaging, right? Like it it really is, and um the emotion is is the biggest part. Like I want to be a physical specimen and freak, and people would be like, oh, I want to do that crazy spot that Lady Frost did, like ten years from now or whatever. Um, But I also want to tell a story. It's very important. The emotion is very very important. That's how I fell in love with it, and the little girls uh coming up with their big beady eyes. Can I have an I autograph? And I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah. So.
0: I went off on a tangent. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. And and I love, like, th- there's always these interesting parallels, MMA and pro wrestling, because in pro wrestling, if you don't sell, people go, that isn't realistic. But if you sell in MMA, that's it. You're done. Somebody's going after whatever you're right. selling, whatever you, you don't want them to know you're hurt. Um, I
1: think that was his biggest challenge. In the beginning, they were like, freaking sell. And he's like, sorry, I've been trained my whole life to not night. sell anything. And to just power through. So it, it's definitely a, a unique transition there.
0: And it definitely seems like people that, that train shoot styles with catch wrestling, kickboxing, MMA, they, they have an enhanced ring psychology in that regard because they're always in the mode of finishing the fight, pinning the opponent, submitting the opponent. So I think that's helped out an awful lot. What do you want to get better at? What do you think is something that you want to improve personally? Is there anything that's a goal or after 65 years of tape study, are you pretty much there?
1: (laughs) I am not there. I will (laughs) never be there. Oh my goodness. I wish I had, you know, 30 years to perfect this craft. And even then you're never perfecting it. Um, Definitely want to get better at grappling. Like it's not second nature to me. I can't just wrap someone up quickly. Um, The, the high flying offense, I think I have to, win matches to do all of the cool moves from the top. Um, So we'll get, we'll get there. Some of those will be making their appearance, hopefully. Um, But definitely like the ground game is something that I have to get better at to match the high flying game.
0: So is that a concentrated effort as well? Cause I mean, obviously right now in the spot that you're in with a lot of these companies, you're coming in, you're sort of paying your dues, so to speak. So I would imagine you're leaving some stuff there. You're like, this might look cool on TV, but it'd look a lot cooler if I was getting a three count after I did it.
1: Correct. Like, you know, you can't pull out a Phoenix Splash if someone's going to kick out of it. All right? <laughs> uh, a spiral tap is in there. There are things that are in the back pocket that have not made their way out to uh, to play yet. So, but that's what television is for. Like, I'm not going to the indies to do all this crazy stuff either. Um, if I'm already getting eyes and like I'm trying to be safe and not take crazy bumps or just try to go viral, um, I really want to take pride in my work and be safe about it and be a safe opponent for everyone else as well. So, but yeah, there's definitely more to come.
0: So- do, you, do you ever go to trampoline parks?
1: Absolutely. I what do Like those are, yeah, the that's best. The,
0: that's the only place I've tried to do a Phoenix splash at and I did it, but it was on a trampoline.
1: Really? Did How? you go into the foam pit?
0: Oh yeah. 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 Got it. Got to yeah, be okay. into the foam pit. And now they got the ones that are up high so I can be like like how high a normal thing was. I've never tried one in a ring before because I don't want to break my neck. Has there been a spot that you've tried like in training and you absolutely ate shit on?
1: Um
0: whether, whether it I be whether it be because it, of you or because of a ring, like there there's a, a video of Chris Bay where he's trying something and the oh, top yeah. rope just snaps.
1: No, I've not completely like eaten doo-doo. There's one. um, It's like a resorté over the top rope. I don't know why that's weird for me. Mm -hmm. I just don't do it. Like, I kind of I'm like, no, my body isn't doesn't do that. And I probably can if I tried it some more. Um, But no, I think everything as far as like acrobatic wise that I've tried, I know where my bounds are. Like a shooter, shooting star press is not for me. Like my body goes backwards. Yep. There's no, I did diving for a while and I could not do reverses. They were it
0: was a no. So it was I, a no for my body. I try that at the trampoline park too, and I'm like, oh, surely I can do it. But then I get up, and my, my neck's tucked, and it won't go like this. Like, I don't want to do this at all. And yeah. I just look ridiculous. It just ain't for – like, Triple H said that he doesn't take the spot where you go in between the second and the third rope into the, the rail or into the ring post. He said he doesn't like to do that. There are just certain right. spots, certain people – I know a bunch of wrestlers that are like, I'm not taking a back body drop just because it's not worth it. I don't like doing it. Like it's right. It's there. There's different things for different people, but uh, right. yeah, I guess you never know. Ladies. I
1: used to do the, sorry, the perfect plex and do oh. the perfect bridge. And my neck now is like, no, thanks. Oh, I'm like, why, why bridge? If I don't have to, like, yeah. I can still get a duplex off and then bridge afterward. But if I don't have to come down directly on my neck, even if it is slightly, like if it's on their body, it's better. But, like, no, nope, I just
0: don't want to. <laughs> Lady Frost, you've been so generous with your time. Please tell the people where they can find you, where they can follow you, where they can check your stuff out, all that good stuff.
1: I'm Real Lady Frost across the board Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. If you look in my bios, I have in all my links and it'll take you everywhere you want to go.
0: Is this the real Lady Frost though? Because oh for a while my. it didn't well, seem like Frost. it.
1: Will she please stand up? I don't know. This could be Ellie Fredericks.
0: Yeah. I mean, for I, I'm pretty sure you didn't have those accounts for a solid month or so.
1: Like two two months. It was a nightmare. They were taunting me. I'm like, listen, you are not Lady Frost. Stop asking my fans to send you money. Like
0: Unreal. Uh, well, yeah. you can find her at Real Lady Frost. Lady Frost, thank you so much for taking the time.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Until next time, guys. We're out.